Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to be, like, so quick so ready. I was like, alright, I got plenty of time to go to the store, clean up a little bit, and then next thing I know, there's, like, four missed calls from you. Like, oh, shit. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I wasn't working out. I was just at the gym trying to negotiate a fee. They wanted $55 a month. Jesus. I was like, no, thanks. I'm out. Is anytime? Anytime, yeah. Uh, that's the one here. The one in near my work, the Anytime Fitness, said uh, first month is a dollar, then you get two months free, and then it's $39. Yeah, I was thinking it's about 35 where I live. Yeah, that's what I like. I that's what I thought. I was like thirty five, maybe forty if I'm pushing it. So yeah, it's a, it's a little insane. But yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I think they're a new gym, so they're just trying to get as much as they can from mm. people at the moment. I see. And I try to negotiate with them, and they're like, "No, no, not having it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like trying all the negotiation tactics, and she just like sat there, blank faced me, like poker hand, like. Oh. I'm just going to go to the other gym and see if they still have their offer. And if not, I'll go back to LA Fitness. Do they have a Planet Fitness around you? Is that even up in Canada? Um, Planet Fitness? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because that's... Uh, they're they're there. $10 a month. For a... I don't think we have... All right, let's actually, let's actually do the show because we're actually live. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I... A thing with me that you'll come to realize is that I like to do some pre-show banter. Oh, uh, no, I've definitely stuff. noticed that, like, with, like, listening to your <laughs> podcast, like, which is cool, I, I like that, because it's not, like, it's... You just get to know the people. Yeah, you, you get, like, kind of, like, yeah. a background of people and kind of hear what, what's going on with their lives and how their day's going, so. Yeah. Uh, so, hello everyone, welcome to Voices of the Vanguard, the official podcast of Spark of the Vanguard. Today I have with me Sully from Sully Games. Say hello, Sully. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, so today, um, TWAB's not up yet, which I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess it's going to be a very big TWAB and we're going to miss it. Um, but we do have the trailer and we can talk a little bit about the Vidoc if you remember anything from that. A little bit. We actually missed <clears throat> last week. Yeah, a little bit. So, what do you want to start with? Uh, let's go with the uh, Vidoc. We'll go with that. Alright. So, um, I'm going to let you lead the Vidoc since I don't really remember. Oh, you're going to make me lead I'm going to pull, pull it up real I quick. have a bad memory. I just looked at the Vidoc like two minutes ago and I can't remember. I watched <laughs> it last week, so. Um, I just remember that they said that they have like a five-year plan for Destiny 2. Yeah, they're talking. So, and then like you see... Which is... And you see, like, that whiteboard with all those different seasons um, all laid out? That's, I don't know if you remember, like, when Destiny, like, first launched at all, but it was always... They said it was going to be a like 10-year ten ten plan. Yeah. Um, and it's been five years. It's been five years. I still feel like it's going to go longer than ten years, because originally, the ten-year yeah. plan, it wasn't necessarily a ten-year <laughs> Destiny plan, it was a ten-year contract with Activision. Mm-hmm. At that time, so, um, hey bud, uh, so maybe Destiny's actually gonna last only 10 years, I, I would be surprised just because, I mean, Bungie being self, being independent now kinda needs that money making game, so, um, but yeah, oh my goodness, 
is your cat okay? Or okay? <laughs> he just hopped up here. <laughs> I just see a cattail walk on like right on my. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, only Hayward. But uh, yeah, let me pull it up real quick. I, mean, I guess I won't have audio. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they did talk about, like, their next five years, and, like, they kind of did talk about, dude, alright, I need to get you out of here. Hold up, one second. <laughs> Don't worry, I podcast with, uh, Justin, he has, like, five cats. So, I mean, he'd be okay if he was just chilling, like, behind my bed and whatnot, but, like, being up on my he desk, he, he has been wanting a lot of attention, but... We just recently moved to this new place. In the place prior to that, there were two other cats from our two other roommates. So, like, he always had, like, a cat to play with or, like, people were always around him. And now yeah, he has nothing, like, because I'm always in my room right. and whatnot. Anyways. Let's get, let's get back on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of worries me that they did mention something about the five years. So maybe Destiny is actually only going to be... 10 years. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it keeps being popular as it is, it'll be like their World of Warcraft that will sustain them while they do other stuff, I guess. That's what I was thinking as well. So that's what I'm kind of hoping. Like, maybe that was just kind of like a, uh, like a little joke. You know, because everybody says 10 years and we fi- finally hit the halfway point for the Destiny life cycle. Could have been like a wink in it all. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so what else? Dude, I'm trying to remember. I, yeah, it was last <laughs> week, man. I'm trying to see if there's any like <laughs> notes. Do you remember anything? Because once you say something, like, I'll just instantly... Um, so, there was like some other like, you know, fun hinting stuff. Like, there was, um... Actually, no, this was actually in the trailer. I was going to talk about the Sparrow that looks like a Jotun. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yep. But, um, no, it's mostly stuff about that, that we kind of already knew about, like, Armor 2.0 and leveling up. Yeah. Uh, making sure that there's a future plan. Um, there was some stuff that people uh, took from the whiteboard, like fixing the timeline uh-huh. and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, and I'm going to assume that has something to do with maybe the three, three week, uh, curse cycle. Uh, or maybe something happens in Shadowkeep with the, or the new season of Undying with the Vex that screw up the timeline. Uh, so then in the season after that, we have to fix the timeline or something. So, yeah, yeah, there's some fun stuff in there. I do like that Bungie is very, they're really communicating with their player base, which is something that they did kind of struggle with at times. At the start of Destiny, it's kind of nice to see that we're getting a lot of just feedback, and especially not just from, like, regular developers. I mean, we're getting, like, Luke Smith has been communicating really well, I think, with yeah, player he's a good base. Fan. And, I mean, that was somebody, after a launch of, you know, Destiny 2, like, people were calling for his head. So, it's really cool to see him kind of... Get back out there and like communicating with everyone. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So we're so I'm just gonna skip past the vibe. Yeah, because I I was hoping that you would remember some of this stuff. But yeah, we can. Yeah, I I'm usually pretty good with getting the notes, and I I messed I didn't get the notes for this one. 
Because we missed the week. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, alright. So let's go talk about the trailer. I thought the trailer was super hype. Yeah, I thought the trailer was super fucking good. So. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, um, variety they showed off. Like, basics, like, pretty much almost everything that's gonna be in, like, the, the activities in Shadow mm-hmm. except for maybe the, the new activity. Um, maybe they wanna keep that in wraps for some more, uh, for a surprise. Oh, the nightmares. Uh, let's see. Talking about those? Yeah, yeah. nightmares. <laughs> there was some stuff, but it wasn't much. Um, so speaking of nightmares, they showed off the boss, uh, the, the, the giant fire knight. Pretty, looks pretty oh, pretty. the uh, Solar Kratos? <laughs> is, that, is that what he is? Solar Kratos? Wait, Kratos? Yeah. Or Krota? Or Krota. I don't know why I said I was saying Kratos. <laughs> Thinking God of War. Yeah, yeah Krota. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's in this game? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, be so they showed off him. It looks pretty sweet. They also had a shotgun with some of that um, uh, spiky stuff coming off of it. I don't know what it's called. I think it's the stuff that grows on the hive. That weird shit. Yeah. The Vex look really oh. cool too. The new Vex that we're having with like the grass on it. Looks really mm. cool. Um, I think this. I think I feel like the uh, the nightmare stuff is gonna probably be the like end game version of uh, Shadowkeep, and then the raid is gonna be the end game version of the the season mm-hmm. of Undying. Because Shadow Keep's all about Hive, and then Undying is about the Vex, so you have like your end game for that, and then you have your end game for the other one. Yeah, which I thought was kind of weird, but smart at the same time. <laughs> they kind of have a season be kind of not based off of the new DLC content. Uh, and they also showed off some of the, some other really cool stuff. Uh, mostly like the stuff that catches my eye is mostly Eververse stuff. So like the flare shooting is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Jotun Sparrow, some of the other sparrows look pretty awesome. Um, um, I almost got like really excited, but I do know this is confirmed and not true. Uh, one of the armors they actually showed off for the like at the armor 2.0 section was actually yeah. Trials armor. So yeah. I was like, oh, are we finally gonna get Trials back? Like that would be kind of cool. Maybe not necessarily at launch of Shadow Keeper, maybe like maybe into the next season that would be something we would see, but they then come out and confirm like that wasn't actually supposed to be in the trailer. So I was like mm-hmm. rip. So Uh let's see what else. By the way, I think Twab's up is just like taking forever because it's getting hammered. Uh so we'll talk about a couple other things in the trailer to buy some time. Uh okay. <laughs> I think Omnigol is a strike boss now. Is that Omnigol? It's a wizard. I know that for sure. Um, I don't know if it's Omnigol or not, but it might be just okay. since uh, our like nightmares are returning type thing. Mm-hmm. So I know def I know Omnigol is definitely in it because everyone talks about it. So, so. which uh, would make sense because. The person that actually plays Eris actually did, like, the screech for Omnigol. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah she actually does all the hive sounds 
And she does like a few like of the gun sounds as well. Can't think of her name right now. That was something. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Armor 2.0. Uh, this, they showed off some platforming from Garden of Salvation, everyone's favorite part of Destiny platforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually don't mind it in, in Destiny for some reason. Like, I, I usually hate first-person platforming, but I don't know. For some reason, Destiny, I, it comes naturally to me. Um, so PvP stuff, they showed off uh, the Assassin's Cowl throwing a knife makes you invisible. All right, so you is up. And, <clears throat> yep. Um, kill someone with uh, the new Azada Can Cannon. Uh, there was an umbrella emote. Yeah, I saw that. And they're also introducing three-player emote. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool too, since a lot of things are you know based off of a threes. That was something. Yeah, I, I think it would be super badass to have a six-player emote because, mm-hmm. like, at the end of a raid or something, like yeah. all your raid have it be like a raid drop player. or something like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely for sure. That that would be really cool. Yeah. Um. And then that's pretty much it. Um, so let's go over into the TWAB. This is my first time reading it, so we're going to yeah, just read just it. Kind of... <clears throat> this week at Bungie, we're on Final Countdown for launch. It's been a long summer of reveals, travels, interviews. Uh, this is the final weekly update. New launch trailer is making the rounds. Uh, we just talked about it. Yep. Today you'll find us ticking all the boxes on the pre-flight checklist. Uh, here's what you'll find during your lengthy final scroll. Combat changes, progression and economy changes, patch note preview, ritual weapons and perk changes. Uh, set it straight. So I guess they're going to set some stuff straight. Where with pride and bungee rewards. Combat changes. Uh, PVE damage numbers display. Goal is to provide players with useful and legible feedback for damage dealt to the enemy combatants across many years of power progression. Display damage numbers for damage dealt to non-guardian enemy combatants are crunched. Uh, damage dealt is displayed using fewer digits to enhance readability of damage output. Occurrences of displayed damage getting capped at 999,999 should be significantly reduced or eliminated. Uh, ex- exponential curve used to calculate damage numbers for display is replaced with a new linear curve. Split to last for many years. So they're doing something about the power creep uh, issue that they've had. Which is um, nice to see that yeah. some of this it's some of that stuff shouldn't stack, and we've kind of talked about it on how like with Luna's like with the warlock not reloading is just it's nice, but like it's something that definitely should be out also, of the game. Also, just think about it like our power was at three hundred and five in base Destiny two, and now it's at seven fifty, mm-hmm. and. It's, I guess it'll keep growing, but they'll have the artifact thing, so it'll reset you every time. So you're not always getting insanely more powerful. Yeah, which I wonder how, um, like, be interesting to see on how all that's going to work with the soft cap and, like, the hard cap with the artifact and, like, what your power is. Yeah. So. Um, as players grow in power, display damage numbers increase at a much more measured pace than previously. Uh, is a UI update, UI update only, player damage output, whether measured as hits to kill, time to kill, or DPS remains unchanged. So that's just like UI yeah. stuff. Uh, PvE difficulty tuning, combatants that are 10 to 40 levels higher take less time to kill and deal less damage. 
Uh, higher level combatants continue to increase in difficulty up to 100 power levels above the player. Uh, when enemies are 100 power levels or higher above the player, they are immune to damage. Uh, nameplate icons on higher level combatants have been updated to reflect these changes. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, these changes affect only higher level combatants. The at level or over level experience remains unchanged. That's just to, like, so you know who you can kill and not kill. kill. Yeah. Uh, progression and economy changes. Uh, rewards, power, and progression. All non-powerful rewards now drop 3 to 0 points below your highest equipable power level. Up from 15 to 20 below. Ooh. Uh, your two powerful reward sources have changed to legendary rewards. So, yeah, that's all the stuff that you're probably grinding right now. Yep. Uh, for powerfuls. So, that, so, don't expect powerfuls, but just expect the experience. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing it for. Uh, these sources no longer, yeah, uh, these sources no longer have a chance to drop a random exotic instead of legendary gear. Uh, bonus exotics that drop from Nightfall the Ordeal will drop at the character's highest equipable power level. Uh, so you can't go above. Let's see. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, under and over leveling activities no longer adjust how much power is received from the rewards. Experience no longer fuels a player's character level, which has been changed to be level 50 for all characters. Uh, experience instead progresses the season pass, seasonal artifact mod, and power progressions, as well as the unlocking of destinations for new characters. Experience rewards have been rebalanced with the introduction of the season pass and seasonal artifact progression. So, instead of pro- uh, as well as unlocking destinations for new characters. So anyone that's playing new, I guess they need to level up to unlock them instead of being a certain level. Probably, I'm assuming. That's what it sounds mm-hmm. like to me. Uh, power granted from seasonal artifact is additive with the power of the player's equipable gear does not increase the power of gear drops. So it's additive to the power of the player's equipable gear. <coughs> you have anything to say about that? Uh, no, I mean, I think that's something I kind of want to, like, I figured would happen. Like, I didn't think it would help with the power level by any chance, for drops anyways. All existing, all existing <sighs> gear has anything? had its power. No, I'm good. Uh, all existing power has had its power increased to the minimum of 750, which we knew about. New characters will begin Destiny 2 at power of 750 as well. The power bands for Season 8 are as follows. Floor is 750, soft cap is 900. We already knew about this. And all jumps at this point will be upgrades to the most powerful item in your inventory or vault. Beyond this point, only powerful and pinnacle rewards will increase the player's power. Uh, powerful. The powerful cap is 950. All non-powerful and pinnacle rewards are capped at 950. Pinnacle rewards are the only way to raise power above this point. Powerful rewards are equivalent to the character's highest equipable power beyond this point. Uh, Pinnacle cap is 960. This is the highest power at which gear drops, also known as the hard cap. The seasonal artifact bonus power allows characters to attain values above this level. Uh, Prime engrams now gain... uh, charges more quickly, drop more frequently, and have higher maximum charge cap. Uh, nine charges up to 
up from six from year two. Power gains have been rebalanced for increased frequency, providing plus three power down from range of four to seven. Players who have completed the prime, the prime example quest prior to Shadowkeep's release will earn charges, but those charges won't drop until the character has reached uh, 900 power. This will help players avoid spending charges early for gains that are more beneficial during the soft cap to the powerful cap range. But <laughs> I know it's a lot to take in. That is, yeah, that is a lot. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, honestly, I mean, I kind of like it. Seems like it's going to definitely be more of a grind. Yeah, get, uh, yeah it does. They get the power, which I mean, I enjoy. I mean, other people may not, but I feel like the artifact will kind of help balance that out for people. So I feel I'll probably have more to yeah. say about that, like maybe next Thursday once we actually have our hands on with Shadowkeep and we see how things work. Right. Um, I'm just happy that the soft cap is 900 because we have to get the 920 to do the uh, to do the day one rate. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to be, like, insanely hard to try and get to 920. It's going to be, not, I'm not going to say easy, but easier than I expected. Because I've never done a day one rate before, so I don't know what it's always like. Uh, so, Bright Dust. Here we go. Bright Dust is now earned by completing Crucible, Gambit, and Vanguard Weekly and uh, repeatable bounties. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, we chose, Yeah. Uh, we chose to grant all of Bright Dust from Ritual Weekly Bounties rather than spreading it across weekly and daily bounties. So players could easily earn Bright Dust without having to make sure they complete every single daily. Players will be able to do repeatable bounties as many times as they like. Any Crucible, Gambit, or Vanguard completed bounties need to be turned in before maintenance begins on the 30th as these changes will reset them. Other bounties, Gunsmith, Clan, Eververse, etc. can still be claimed after October 1st. So, Crucible, Gambit, and Vanguard need to be completed. They're not gonna... They're not gonna give you anything. What about Iron Banner? <sighs> yeah, uh, I think they already said that Iron Banner wasn't gonna um, give, you, give you a powerful reward. Oh, XP, I guess. Uh, yep. Eververse items no longer dismantle into bright dust and instead grant legendary shards of glimmer. New Eververse items for Season of Undying will become available for bright dust two weeks into the season. Uh, into the season, so you, you can't buy anything with bright dust in the first two weeks. I don't know. That's kind of weird. So yeah, yeah. I wonder if I it's just kind of something they want to work out with Steam to kind of get their like with like silver and stuff. Maybe I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird. I think they're just trying to f force people to buy the cosmetics they want for at first, and then two weeks later, people that have self-control can use Bright Dust. Maybe. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, Alright. Uh, Eververse items no longer require Bright Dust to reacquire them, or reroll perks from collections instead. That's cool. The same materials that reward items of the same type and right, right, rarity use. Fireteam medallions have been removed from the store. Uh, deprecated into fizzled Fireteam medallions. 
and can now be dismantled in the bright dust to recover their purchase. Damn it! I just bought 25 fucking medallions. <laughs> I, I was following this checklist. It's like, make sure to have all this shit before Shadow Keep. Yeah, and it's awesome. like, 25 medallions. I was like, well, I'm just gonna buy these medallions, I guess. And no, now your XP does not matter. It's like, uh, that's awesome. God damn it. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Gleaming Boon of the Vanguard price has been lowered to 150 Bright Dust. Gleaming Boon of the Crucible has been lowered to 500 Bright Dust. Uh, Eververse uh, Season 7 Best of Year 1 Ingram is going to be retired. Players can get now Season 8 Nostalgic Ingram. Uh, seasonal Milestone no longer grants a bounty. Instead, is uh, it directly grants a Bright Ingram. Season 8 Nostalgic Ingram is no longer earned up to... Uh, earned at level up. Oh, so once you level up, you don't get Ingrams anymore, which that sucks. That does suck. But it's in it's in the seasonal stuff, like the, the season pass, but it still still hurts. Um, said the Bright Ingram is now included the free seasonal pass. I already said that. It's also awarded every five levels after level five, uh, after level 100. So, uh, Eververse Storefront is now available via Director, Eververse Bounty, Standard, and IGR versions. I don't know what IGR stands for. I don't know. I've been, uh, deprecated. Any remaining bounty notes can be broken down into bright dust. Uh, you can still complete and turn in any outstanding Eververse bounties until they expire. Oh, here, uh, right Glimmer, here, the players. topic everybody wants to know about. <laughs> Glimmer. Players can now store up to 250,000 Glimmer. Glimmer rewards from the majority of sources in the game have been rebalanced. Most open world sources, public events, lost sector chests have been significantly increased. Nice. Passive Glimmer gain on kill has been reduced. Uh, in addition to directly awarding Glimmer on kill, combatants will sometimes drop additional Glimmer chunks. Nice. Uh, weekly bounties award a large amount of glimmer in addition to their other rewards. Nice. So, like, I, I still uh, like why. Like, what what's the point of like the glimmer cap? Like, what are we gonna be? You just want an unlimited glimmer. Uh, either that or like, other than buying raid banners, like, what else do you use glimmer for? Uh, infusion, I think. Uh, um. Masterworking. Stuff like that has been... Uh, also What's the masterworking, I think? At least for the armor, for 2.0, is like, super cheap. I think, like, when they were doing that video, it was, like, 500 glimmer. Planetary stuff from Spider. So, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see on if, like, there's gonna be more things for us to buy with glimmer after Shadowkeep. Yeah. To cause to give us the increase I wanna, I'm always running out of glimmer I don't I don't know I know you guys have the opposite problem where you're like I just have I'm shitting glimmer I have so much glimmer yeah like I'm always like I'll go and like buy raid banners or like I'm still trying to like fully level up my chalice so like I'll go and buy like all those chests and like I'll be broke and then next second I know I'm rich I'm like oh mom okay <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> um. So speaking of spider, spider welcomes new opportunities with four arms open. Oh my god! And now <laughs> materials from all planets. However, the spider has noted changes in the market value and has adjusted his exchange. Glimmer exchange now costs ten. 
Legendary shards are 20 materials. That's cool that you can use that over. Yep. Uh, and yields 10,000... Gl- Wait, I wonder if, if this is going to be more permanent and not just rotating on a weekly basis. Does it sound like he... he is going to do materials from all planets. I don't know. If the, I don't know. Tangle uh, Shore and Daily Bounties no longer award Glimmer, providing instead Ethereal Spirals. Yay! In keeping with his competition. So you have to get the spirals in order to get Glimmer, I guess. That's going to be one of the things. Uh, Winkly Wanted Bounties no longer award gear, but now provide 3,000 to 15,000 Glimmer in addition to Enhancement Cores. Currently offered. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Enhancement course. Um, Zer, Zer's inventory pool and Fade Ingram now include world drop exotics from year two. That's cool. Uh, I thought it already included year two. Well, I guess no, not really year two. Just, just year one. Forsaken. And Forsaken. <sighs> um, patch note preview. Uh, added rally banners to Leviathan, Eater of Worlds, and Spire of Stars. About time. Yay! <laughs> I remember that was like the first thing, yeah, when we did those raids. Yeah. It's like, where's the raid banner? Yeah. Especially like you uh, and And when we were in that, was it Tuesday when we were in that? I think it was Tuesday. Uh, I think it was like last week. I don't know. Remember, I, was, I never had heavy. I was just like, dude, come on. Me some heavy. Uh, so Shattered Throne Dungeon is now going to be available at all times. Yay! Cool. And it can be launched from the res- uh, at re- it can be launched and reset from the director. Yay! Another nice change. <laughs> Black Armory Forges are now accessible through the director oh launch playlist you. on EDZ. That's Yay! You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weapon mods are now treated as reusable unlocks instead of consumables. Uh, any mods you have in your inventory will be converted to the unlocks. I've been taking care of that. Uh, if the only copy of a mod you have is already in the gun, you will need to require it to unlock. Uh, discarding an enhancement court no longer deletes an entire stack. I didn't know you could discard an enhancement court. So I'm not either, same. I, I don't know why you would try to delete one. Maybe, maybe someone screws up and does it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But anyways, it doesn't delete the entire stack, so you can't delete like 200 something courses. This is kind of uh, cool. Boreas and Har- Boreas and Harlight now match the prison modifier when changing elements on reload, rotating through void, arc, and solar. Oh, uh, I never, I never realized that they that they didn't match up to the to the prison modifier. I never realized that. Um, I mean, have you ever used them? In- like, yeah, I yeah. use Harlight. Whenever we have to use uh, elemental weapons, um, fixed an issue where Hunter's Tempest Strike melee ability couldn't be performed if the sprint button key was set to hold. Phoenix Protocol Health or Hearth perk will no longer award bonus super energy on kills and assists to warlocks inside of Well of Radiance. Do not also have the Well of Radiance attunement of various subclass equipped. Uh, so you can't just swap back between subclasses. Uh, fixed an issue where uh, allied golden gun projectiles weren't going through banner shields. I never used banner shields, so I never Same. experienced that. Uh, fixed an issue where the Queen's Wrath perk for exotic wish hunter bow wasn't correctly highlighting players if their shield was depleted. Uh, players who've obtained a salute emote in the past can now can now correctly select it in their collection and assign it to the emote wheel. I never realized that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I never yeah. used that I never realized. 
Uh, multiplayer buddy emotes will now have a visible indication of where the player needs to stand nice. in order to interact with the emote. Yay! That's nice. <laughs> uh, failing the first encounter for any Black Armory Forge will no longer award planetary destination materials. So all you AFKers out there, your time's up. Yes, that's another nice change. I really like that change right there. That's something that PC with Black Armory and Gambit they need a fixed gambit still, unless that's going to be coming. With the macros? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ritual weapons and perk changes. Season Undying Pinnacle weapons will become ritual weapons. They will no longer have special perks and will instead be curated roles. A previous article incorrectly showed two new Pinnacle weapons. The good news is you will be getting three ritual weapons for each of the ritual activities. Crucible, Vanguard, and Gambit. Uh, Destiny Dev Team on why we made this difficult decision. Uh, decision to stop creating extremely powerful pinnacle weapons was made for a variety of reasons. First was th- that the band in which pinnacle perk can exist is, is, is actually quite small. Most of them exceed uh, the uh, effic- efficacy they should have been at. Another issue is that they cause problems in player ecosystem, particularly in the case of crucible pinnacle weapons through the nature of PvP and PvE. Uh, you get the gist about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, PvP weapons were OP in P- PvE, and so that's why they're doing this. Uh, the problems became more pronounced, the more of uh, them we produced. Uh, reduce the effectiveness of the following perks in PvE. Uh, Rampage, Kill Clip, Squash, Buckler, Multi-Kill Clip, Desperado, Surrounded, Master of Arms, Onslaught. So all the good ones. <laughs> Uh, in general, these perks use the same damage multipliers for PvE, but they didn't use in PvP. Mm-hmm. Uh, the change to Rampage does not affect the Huckleberry, though. Onslaught and Desperado now change bullet impact values while active in PvE. Surrounded no longer uh, multiplies precision damage on top of base damage, as it was benefiting some weapon types uh, more than others. Uh, so, yeah. Skip right to the pinnacle, or not the pinnacle, the ritual weapons. <laughs> now that they're calling it, we have from the Vanguard machine gold called Edgewise, which looks kind of nice. Uh, kind of reminds me of like Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. I never use it. I still have one. <laughs> uh, Crucible. We have Randy's throwing knife, which looks like a scout rifle. Yeah. And Gambit is Exit Strategy, which is, just looks like a submachine gun. Uh, the submachine gun looks really nice. Yeah, it does. I, don't know, I like that scout rifle, though, too. I know, you're a fan of scouts. Yeah, I'm hoping I can actually use scout rifles now with Shadow Keep, <laughs> since they're, like, completely mm-hmm. trash right now. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Said so straight during the run up to launch, we've been dropping videos, articles. They were issuing some corrections to previous transmissions. One, there was a lot. There was a shot of the trial. Yeah, we talked about, we that. talked about that. Uh, we had to revise our gameplay calendar for season one and dying. The menu action, the menu of action is the same, but we are adjusting the timing of the nightmare hunts. The schedule is what's the nightmare hunts? Nightmare hunts is October fifteenth, and that's when Iron Banner starts too. Oh, no, October 8th. Yeah. Legend Nightmare Hunts begin October 10th. That's why I was just like, wait up, but... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're good. I'm, just, I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, back when we were first talking about finishers, some of the mods that go with them, we talked about how one of the mods enabled you to spawn heavy ammo for your fire team. Uh, that was still in flux at the time, and the balance reasons we ended up making a mod that will spawn heavy ammo for yourself, and a mod that will spawn special ammo for your fire I like that, actually. I mean, Aww. like, it sucks, <laughs> but, like, I, I understand, like, yeah. that point, like, that would be... It could be overpowering. That would be definitely an overpowering mod. I mean, obviously, if they would have kept it heavy ammo, like, fuck yeah, like, more heavy ammo, but... I felt, I feel yeah. like that's a good balance. Uh, so we're with Pride, Bungie, our missions build worlds, uh, to inspire friendships. Uh, earlier this year we took to the streets as part of the Seattle Pride Parade. We also offered up a Pride pin via the Bungie store. Uh, rumored to have an emblem that would come with it. The rumors are true. And we've chosen International Coming Out Day as the advent to deploy the in-game expression of acceptance. So you get a Pride pin, or a Pride emblem with your Pride pin. That's nice. Kind of cool. Uh, Bungie <sighs> Rewards. Finally, what I was kind of like hoping to see. I was like, where's the raid jacket? We're finally, we get to see the raid jacket. And what do you think? like it. Yeah, I, like I think it. it looks awesome. Uh, I like it. It's like, it's basically a, a Vex portal or a Vex gate. Yeah, it kind of reminds me uh, of like uh, opening up the uh, VOG. Yeah, man. This, this looks awesome. I like it. Uh, so last week we showed off a preview of the world's first belt, and some of the emblems you will earn in the upcoming Pinnacle PVE activity weren't quite ready to show that off. The awesome jacket for the bunch of rewards we will be offering, but the design is ready and showed it off. Any player who beats Scar and Salvation Raid and claims their code before the weekly reset on October 15th will be eligible to purchase the raid jacket through Bungie Rewards. So correct, uh, the raid released... comes out the 5th, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have plenty of time. I think we could beat that. Yeah, for the weekly reset on the 15th. Okay. <laughs> Usually the raid jacket is only for, like, first day. I think. No, it's no, it was normally a week. Okay. There was the jacket the week, then there was, I believe, an emblem if you beat it on the first day. Yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's an emblem for the first day, which... I don't think we talked about. I don't remember if we did or not, but I think that emblem for first day looks like shit, and the the normal oh, one yeah. looks really good. <laughs> yeah, so that's weird. Um, yeah, man. If we or when we beat the raid, I'm gonna get this jacket. Yeah, I don't know how much. I don't know if it'll fit. I don't know how much they normally <laughs> go for. Oh, uh, I bet they're expensive. Like jackets yeah. that you buy online are usually like fifty bucks. So I'm sure, especially for me shipping up to Canada, you know, it's going to be expensive, but I want to raid jacket. That's what I'm me. thinking right there with you. <laughs> I'll probably never wear it, but I would wear it all the time if it fit, if I can get one that fits. I can get a t-shirt that fits from Bungie. I'm sure I can get a jacket. Sure you will. Um, so any player who completes uh, Garden Salvation during the season of Undying will be eligible to purchase a special raid t-shirt through Bungie Rewards. They haven't shown it off yet. Uh, upcoming 24 hour maintenance the day before. Okay, this is a big one. Ready right here. 30th. Uh, upcoming Monday, September 30th, Destiny 1, Destiny 2 will be taken offline for extended maintenance. Maintenance will last approximately 24 hours starting from 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, ending with the launch of Destiny 2 Shadowkeep on October 1st. 
Uh, during this downtime, players will be able to unable to log in to Bungie.net or access Destiny API features. Uh, preloading. Preloading is here, so yep. if you haven't done that yet... Actually, I need to do that right now, actually. I did that last night. I just let it download and then ran my computer overnight because I don't know when I would be able to download it. Um, right now, all PC players can preload Destiny 2 on Steam, which includes includes preloading for New Light and Shadowkeep. Uh, existing console players will be able to preload Update 2.6, during the maintenance leading up to launch, the moment we confirm that downloads are available, we'll sign off this thing. Follow-up delay and forsaken license transfers. Uh, last week we discussed that. We discussed the likely delay of forsaken license transfers from uh, migrated PC players on Steam. The announcement of our upcoming 24-hour maintenance, we hope that to migrate any possible delay in forsaken license transfers following the launch of Shadowkeep October 1st. Any such delays occur, we'll be sure to sound off uh, from the support links provided. PC migration and the new characters on Steam. Following the launch of Shadowkeep Destiny 2 update 2.6 on October 1st, players will, who link their Steam account to their Bungie.net profile will be able to manually trigger PC migration. Uh, players should be aware, however, that any new characters created on Steam before performing PC migration will be overwritten when players migrate from Battle.net. Uh, this will result in potential loss of new characters and gear, as well as silver, Evergrace items, season passes. Uh, yeah, so make sure you migrate before you do anything with, uh, with Destiny. To make things as simple as possible, okay, so they, they have a whole thing. Uh, I, I guess I need to enable cross-save? Yeah, I still need to do cross-save. I have... I just don't... I don't think I need to enable cross-save in order for my PC progress to come, right? Do I? Is that a thing I need to do? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe I should have some more. I think you there. should be alright. I think I think the PC migration is the... Is yeah, the I think you should be alright. I think that's more with if you probably brought over... Somebody, well, I guess you'd already have cross save. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I still need to set up cross save just to have it. Like, it's been lazy. My, what my plan is is to play Destiny, like, with all my characters on PC and then, like, start up a new thing on console just so I can, like, see what it looks like as a new player. Ah, uh, I see. So I don't want to, I, I don't want to. I mean, you could always just, just, like,. Yet. I can always do that later. Well, you could do that later, or you could always just make, like, a separate account. Like, make a new account. Like, on what... Do you have an Xbox or a PlayStation? You have all, all of them, don't you? I have I have all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever you're going to play on, just make a new account, and then just play Destiny on that, and still have cross-save on your primary accounts on your Xbox and PlayStation. If you want to experience it. Uh, yeah. So this is your Premonition Legendary Pulse Rifle. Following the launch of Shadowkeep next week, players will be able to view new items added to Destiny 2 using the in-game collections. For them, we'd like to make players known uh, of a known issue. Following the launch of Shadowkeep, the collection listing for Premonition Legendary Pulse Rifle will state that it is found by exploring the moon. This weapon's specific source is actually the new dungeon. 
which will become available sometime after the Shadow Keep's launch. Uh, players who encounter other issues following New Light Shadow Keep Steam should report them to the help forum. Um. Yeah, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of information right there. Yeah, I skipped a bunch of it because it's just like yeah, there was just uh, make a sure lot of your your battle.net code redemption. It's like who has a battle.net code these days uh, for testing? We all do. Okay, you just don't know it. <laughs> I I think mine expired. Like I got one from the humble bundle a while back, and mine I think it just expired. Um, anyways, so then you have the movies of the week. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, that's that's a big. Yeah, that was a lot. There. That was a lot of information there. Um, that jacket looks. The sick. jacket looks so sick. Uh, I do like. Uh, let me go back all the way up here. I like that Gambit submachine gun. I'm gonna try and get that first. Oh, you're gonna get this. I don't know. I might try for depending on what the crucible uh, quest line is for that. Um, I do kind of like that they are kind of nerfing those weapons, that they're not going to be as powerful. Yeah. Um, uh, I like that if you don't complete the first encounter for Black Armory Forges, you don't get anything. So hopefully that's a step in the right direction for Gambit on PC with a lot of the AFKing. I've even seen with console, yeah. it's becoming a little bit more known on console now. Um, uh, all the stuff of, like, just quality of life, like launching from the director for all these activities. Having Shattered Throne be around, every, like, all the another, time. Uh, I was kind of hoping maybe, since they kind of talked about some of that stuff, maybe we would have seen this in the Twa. Maybe hopefully we see it in the actual, like, patch notes for Shadowkeep. But the issue on PC with not being able to launch correctly. Oh, so yeah. hopefully that's actually fixed. And in the patch notes, I was hoping maybe we would have seen it in this TWAB since they kind of talked about <laughs> launching stuff from the directory. But I think they <sighs> talked about applying shaders, and that had a same bug with the launching. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on that. But I know they're doing stuff with, you know, confirming actions. Yeah, because, I mean, originally, yeah. Bungie, I don't know if really Bungie actually ever touched the PC version. I'm pretty sure Activision had... That was, um... Uh, was it, it started with the V. Vicarious yeah, but, yeah, Visions? Yeah, Vicarious Visions. They did all PC updates yeah. and content, so... They I want to say, they, didn't they do Warmind? I don't, know. I don't know. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see on how Bungie handles dealing with all the PC updates now, too. Uh, let's see, what is Vicarious Visions? Under Dun Destiny 2, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Skylanders. <laughs> don't mind me, you can keep talking. Um, so let's kind of go into, uh, this probably, I would be a little bit more vocal with this. <clears throat> um, what are your expectations for Shadowkeep? Uh, there's going to be a bunch of Hive. There's going to be some Sabathun trickery happening. Uh, <laughs> what are you... There's going to be a ton, there's gonna be a ton of, like, over... Out of Shadowkeep. There's going to be a ton of, like, overhauling of armor and weapons, mm -hmm. like, in this season. And I'm just, like, hope... Like, 
I think this has already been confirmed, but the meta change up, like, it's been pretty stale for the past couple seasons. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, that's almost a lot of games, other than Fortnite. I think that's... I feel like that's kind of just how these games are. It's like, once people figure out the meta, it's like that for, like, two seasons, and then yeah. they change it up. Yeah, it's really hard to, I think, change up the meta <laughs> so quick in a game like Destiny, like... Just without how I'm, they probably don't have the workforce I'm more, for it. I'm way into the lore of Destiny, so like all of my like expectation stuff is going to be like story and like lore related. Uh, so like I want to learn about what Savathun's up to. Like I want to learn about like the darkness and mm-hmm. uh, like what have they been doing on the moon this whole time? Uh, what's to deal with those floating people? Like, we're, I guess they're all nightmares and stuff, yeah. but I want to know exactly what a nightmare is and how they come about. The stuff that they leaked with Eris Morn is pretty sweet. Yep. With, like, where you're first experiencing someone experience the nightmares. And, like, her old fire team. They had, the, like, an evil ghost talking. And it kind of sounds like you're a ghost, but I think it's going to be a ghost of, like, her fire team's... Uh, when she went to the moon, and they all got fucked up. Yeah, when well, they went and... <laughs> yeah. Down yeah. in the dark below. So, yeah, so that's, like, my... Like, my expectations is, like, a lot of, like, hive lore that I can sink my teeth into. Because I think the hive is, like, probably the most interesting out of all of them. Yeah, I like uh, the hive. Because they've been around since, like... They've been around the longest, I think. I probably like the hive, and it's probably the cabal for me. Um, yeah. So what about you? I'm excited. I'm for the uh, quality of life changes. I'm. I honestly, I think in terms of like, if I had to choose, like, what I'm more excited for, either the new content or quality of life, I'm probably more excited for quality of life, just because I feel like we can kind of start to kind of see the direction that Bungie may want to take Destiny in the next five years with like. Who knows, maybe Armor 2.0 is now the new standard for Armor here on out, um, on how they're doing drops. The Artifact um, is another one. Like, I really like that because it's kind of helping with... Not everybody can play Destiny every single day, unfortunately. So I felt like the Artifact was a good way to kind of help people not feel behind. But to still have a hard cap for your hardcore fans who still want to kind of reach that hard cap. Um, trying to figure out. Uh, I I like the season pass. Um, like, thing. yeah, that's one thing I'm a, I'm actually a bit bummed uh, out about is like the bright engrams. Uh, I, yeah, I, am like, a little... I was able to. I'm doubt about that. Like, like each season, I was able to like get all the cosmetics and stuff. Like, if I played long enough, but um, now they're making it so that they're encouraging you to buy, and I get it. It's going free to play. Uh, they they want to they need to have an income source for a long tail. Like, just buying. I mean, it's going free, free to play, but you still have to buy Shadow yeah. Keep and the future seasons to be able to play that new content. Um, so, yeah. like, at least they're going to give away their, like, uh, like, Destiny 2, Vanilla Destiny 2, because, like, obviously if 
you want to get new player base in, like they're not gonna want to drop like a hundred and thirty dollars on a game. So like I felt that was definitely smart on Bungie's part to go free to play, so somebody can hop in and spend forty bucks instead of dropping a hundred hundred and twenty bucks. Um, I assume they're gonna like going forward. They're gonna keep dropping free to play stuff while you go. Well, the pay people are, like, up to the current. It's like, maybe next year they'll give away Forsaken or something. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to assume. And who knows, maybe we see Destiny 3 next year and they eliminate Destiny 2. They've already, uh, they've already, like, said anyone who owns Forsaken now has all of the seasonal passes. Yeah, so. yeah, that happened, what, two weeks ago? I don't know, time's a construct. <laughs> um... I'm a vet, I'm a vex now. You're a vex now. Uh, for I mean <laughs> the new content, like I I don't really expect. I mean they've kind of already said this is probably the size of like Rise of Iron, which was like a little I think a little half of what GTK which was slash Forsaken. Um, so I feel like we'll be able to kind of run through like the stories and the strikes fairly quick. Obviously, some of the changes they get. Power, I feel like that's going to be our biggest grind now is just grinding out power. And they talked about on how they're adjusting. It was Luke Smith. It might have been the th third director's cut when he talked about how not everything's going to grant power engrams uh, moving forward. You know, like now that we had. Uh, there's just so many different things that dropped you powerful engrams with all the bounties with Gambit, Crucible, uh, Strikes, and now I'm receiving a phone call. Um, the <laughs> Menagerie, you know, dropped a lot. Um, Reckoning was another way. So it feels like definitely our biggest grind will be getting power. Um, yep, that's for sure. I think the new raid should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Vex theme one seemed pretty fun. So, I actually like Eero Worlds quite a bit. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that when we were in that on Tuesday. And I know, I know a lot of people. Well, I I hear Demon say all the time he loved Vault of Glass. Yeah, VOG is probably my favorite. Yeah. So, so. I'm looking forward to another Vex theme. Yes, I am great. too. I like how. I'm interested to in see on how they do, like, the, uh, throughout the season, the world of Destiny is supposed to change. I'm interested to in see on how fr frequent that is. If they do it, like, quarter, halfway, uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm interested to in see on how they're going to pull off the world of Destiny changing. I think that's something I've actually kind of wanted in a long time, ever since you kind of saw Epic do that with Fortnite. I was like, oh, Destiny already has seasons. Like, that would be kind of cool to see on how the world evolves going into the next season. The lead up to whatever uh, the next season's going to be. Um, hopefully a lot of the balancing with weapons. I'm hoping I can get back into using scout rifles and not literally just using pulse rifles and pulse rifles is the only thing that you can use that's effective 
I thought Red Juice is going to be uh, a new go-to weapon in the new season, but since they're they're playing with all the uh, perks, mm-hmm. uh, might not be. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to end it here because uh, I need a raid in like ten okay. minutes or eight minutes, and you need to hit the gym. So uh, all right. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen tonight or not. You, t- you can tell us. Oh, no. I'm, can you f- I'm <laughs> for sure going to the gym. It's only 8 o'clock, so. Right. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at on Twitter, Mixer, and Twitch at Sully underscore underscore games and Facebook. And you can find me, your host, Thomas, on Twitter, CSG Thomas on Twitter. You can check us out here at charshot.com for audio, video, written content. Uh... You can email me, thomas at charshot.com, if you have any questions or you want to make me take a look at your game or something. <laughs> uh, we also have a Discord. We have a link to it on our website, Chartshot. I, ca- I say our website. What, you're in the family now of Chartshot. <laughs> oh, I'm in the family. Oh, very nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have the link to our Discord. Uh, if you want to be in the clan, I think we have, what, 20 spots, 10 spots remaining? Uh, yes. I think for we've got about, like, yeah. 20 spots. But if you just want to join the Discord, I mean, go ahead and do that. I mean, we don't necessarily yep. say that you have to be in our clan. So if you're just yep. looking for a place to find people to play Destiny with or talk Destiny, you know, go ahead and join Spark of the Vanguard Discord. Yep. And until then, guys, eyes down, Guardian. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop. <laughs>